0: Hello and welcome to Netflix, your weekly guide on what to binge this week. I'm Helen Daly, I'm slightly ill, get well soon presents are welcomed, and I'm delighted to be joined once more by Callum Crumlish.
1: Hello, and this week I'm going to shout out from the rooftops about why we should be watching Rick and Morty.
0: (laughs) For those of you who are not in the know, Rick and Morty is a cartoon which is definitely not suitable for kids, and follows the adventures of a grandfather and his grandson as they go on a quest for scientific greatness.
1: But as always, it rarely goes well and it is full of chaos, hilarity and outrageous jokes.
0: So to get us hyped for season four, Callum caught up with Matt Brady, who has looked at whether the science in Rick and Morty is ever even possible.
1: And we're going to give you all the best shows you're going to want to watch after you've binged Rick and Morty.
0: Stay tuned to find out more. Right, what is Rick and Morty?
1: Rick and Morty is sort of... (laughs) The most intelligent and maybe the dumbest TV cartoon show for adults around, yeah. Okay, as you I'll said, go with it. <laughs> as you said, it sort of follows uh Rick Sanchez, who um is this ec- eclectic, eccentric scientist, sort of based around Doc Brown from uh Back to the Future, uh, yeah. I thought so, and, yeah. And um, he sort of ropes his grandson Morty into all these adventures he has, and obviously, they're ridiculous uh time travel dimension jumping uh raising the dead so sort of yeah all, all sorts of weird crazy science stuff um and that's kind of where the that's where the kickstarter is but then the, the comedy comes from their interactions together because rick has some Obviously, substance abuse issues <laughs> and Morty's got like no self-confidence and it's a load of really ridiculous situations yeah. just made worse by the the science that it begins with.
0: And yeah, it is like really lighthearted. It's really funny. Uh, but like one thing that I noticed, I started it early this week and I'm obsessed already. Like it's so funny. I was belly laughing. But yeah, one thing I noticed is that the characters are, like, so well-developed. Like, these aren't, like, your Peter Griffins and whatnot. These, like, are really, really, like, good characters with, like, character traits. So, like, Rick burps all the time like when he's, like, trying to talk. Um, which is obviously because of his, like, alcoholism yeah. and stuff. But, like, yeah, they're really cool characters. And you, like, root for, like, Morty a little bit as yeah, well. Yeah,
1: you end up figuring out how, how everyone's going to react to all these different things and you end up feeling for jerry or you end up hating jerry or you know you see these really tense and deep relationships forming between rick and his daughter or rick and his grandchildren or rick and yeah. his you know son-in-law that are then made even worse from the the science and the characters that they are um Really good, like you said, deep character study stuff that you do not expect from this show as soon as you turn <laughs> it on.
0: No, and um, one thing that we should say is it is not for children, like, in the slightest. Like, within the first five minutes, you've got genitalia flying around, and it's, like, very, very rude.
1: Yeah, it's very South Park level, isn't it? It's comedy I never that, saw South Park. Right, same sort of thing. <laughs> so, it's cartoon, really kiddie, right. but as soon as the comedy kick starts, like, you, there should not be children in the room. Like, it is... In a, in a good way. Like, it's yeah. hilarious.
0: And I was trying to explain it to my mom because it was on in the background. She phoned me and she's like, what are you watching? Because obviously it just sounds like a friendly cartoon, yeah. you know? And then I was like, oh, it's just this show, Rick and Morty. And she was like, oh, okay, what's it about? I was like, um, it's like really rude. Don't watch it. <laughs> I was like, Do not watch it.
1: It's like a trend that's been happening in the past sort of, I don't know, so, sort of, you know, the Netflix era, we've got uh, Rick and Morty, we've got uh, Archer, um, What's the horse one? Bojack Horseman. Bojack Horseman. Uh, all these different adult cartoons that go into really deep areas of life. And yeah, it's a weird new way of telling these hard stories, I guess.
0: Yes, yeah, because like you have the shows like that. You've had them for a while, you know, Family Guy and stuff. American Dads, mm. I'm sure there's probably more. This is like so much more shocking. Like It's properly close to the bone.
1: Yeah, it hits on some real um, ethical and like moral things that real life science is dealing with and that was one of the things that I enjoyed talking to Matt Brady about.
0: Yeah, so what what did he actually discuss about the science side of things?
1: So Matt Brady is a science teacher from uh, America and he has been commissioned this book. So he's written The Science of Rick and Morty an unofficial guide and he basically with his science man brain has figured out what sort of science in the show is real and what will be real and he's written this amazing book about um you know the reality of it all and uh he goes into a lot of great detail about how physics happens uh <laughs> it exists yeah biology <laughs> chemistry everything and then sort of goes into whether we should be messing with these things so did you see uh, have you seen mr Meeseeks yet
0: you're gonna have to remember okay me. <laughs> uh
1: so uh rick and morty get this box called a me box and they hit the button and it creates a person oh, and okay then they're this person, Mr. Meeseeks, is made to carry out one task. And once that task has been done, they disappear. So that's the crux of the thing. But then it gets out of hand because they start asking them to do bigger tasks that they can't do and then they can't, you know, disappear, which is what they want to do. It's a whole thing. So Matt Brady goes into this about the cloning issue and should should humans be cloning anything? We've already cloned animals. Maybe are we going to clone humans in the far-flung future? Is it a right thing to do, you know? that's the sort of avenue he takes that he <laughs> takes in this book it's really interesting okay. me as someone who doesn't really have a scientific brain let's say having this show to kickstart my knowledge of the science into these into these really strange sort of avenues of ethics is incredibly interesting and yeah it's really cool
0: did matt discuss at any point dogs taking over the world because <laughs> that is one thing that i need to have for that. i need snowball the cute little white like terrier to start controlling everyone
1: he didn't but uh, <laughs> can he, that happen <laughs> well maybe he spoke a little bit about robotics and how that's been jetsoned uh, in a big way in the past 10 well in the 10 20 years and he said that you know they're gonna get they're gonna get bigger and better in the next few years so you never know he might have a snowball dog in a couple of years time
0: please someone <laughs> matt brady with your science brain, please <laughs> Um, yeah. So, like, one thing that I did notice, there's a lot of um, alien life forms mm-hmm. and stuff. Does Matt have an opinion on? Yeah. Aliens? So
1: he uh, sort of explained it in the in the simplest of terms, in that you know, when you boil it down to, God, I'm getting really ethical. I'm, ethical. I'm getting really <laughs> here philosophical here. When you boil it down to, um, we humans probably aren't the only life force in the universe. Um, alien life is almost guaranteed. Um, and therefore, you know the kind of aliens that Rick meets on the ju- on his journey through time and space or whatever maybe we won't see those kind of aliens, but it's almost certain that in you know a hundred thousand years or something, humans will meet aliens, and uh yeah, he kind of explains it in that kind of sense. I mean,
0: will they be as wacky and weird as the ones that we see? Like, just in that, like, airport kind of situation. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, there's, like, he literally is running through the airport and you see, I don't know, like, 50 different species, like, and they just, (laughs) one of them, (laughs) sorry, I'm just laughing because I just remembered it, the one that, like, is born and then dies within like a second. Every step he takes, he gets older and then just dies. (laughs) They're really bizarre. And I think it's like a credit to Rick and Morty that, you know, they bring these like amazing creations out.
1: Yeah. It's so creative in every panel. And like you said, with the the airport scene and there are other scenes in like a hospital and stuff, every different character is entirely new, entirely new design. And, uh, it's just a lot of creativity. They don't get a lot of really, uh, lot of the time on tv so it's really good it gets your brain moving doesn't
0: it yeah so what else did um, matt say that really caught your attention
1: so one of the big parts of brick and morty is rick's portal gun right and everything he, you know he, whether it's a plot device or whether <laughs> he's just going to jump next door and pick up some seeds that it's he needs very jump helpful back. It's very <laughs> helpful um so i sort of prodded him about i prodded matt about that you know that's sort of rick's that's rick's go-to thing and uh he said um there's there's a whole chapter in the book dedicated to this portal gun basically and uh the portal gun for instance he says is years away thousands of years away Um, a lot to figure out but he says that it's it's science is based in reality it's based on a wormhole and that you know you can use time and space you can use this wormhole to get through time and space from anywhere to anywhere at any time and he basically says that this is the thing that definitely can happen but it definitely won't happen anytime soon but obviously Rick's got this
0: it can happen it, it can so happen so this is
1: like the black hole picture that came out last week or the week before yeah it's there now like that is a we've
0: seen yeah, it yeah <laughs> it
1: actually exists and if if someone were to harness that into a portal gun-esque device <laughs> then it would it would be able to uh, do what we want in that sense
0: yeah like <laughs> flick through walls for comedic effect exactly <laughs> Um, so what did Matt say about, you know, should some of these creations be around? Because obviously we touched a little bit upon the ethics and I'd like to touch a little bit more about it. Um, yeah, what what does Matt say, like, should we do stuff?
1: He touched upon the ethical, moral and societal issues. Um, and these are all, like I brought up, the cloning and the portal gun and such. These are, these are issues that aren't really issues yet because we don't need, we, we don't have the... We don't have the ability to do these yeah. scientific things. So they're not yet issues. And, you know, the cloning uh, thing comes up every now and then. Um, but he says here, just for just for talking about the clone technology, it's an amazingly expensive process, both in cash, but also in human capital. Um, there will need to be test subjects and there's mm-hmm. going to need to be a lot of testing on uh, making a clone stay alive, let's say, um, when it happens, if it happens. So it's a lot of... Um, it's a lot of science that you can't rush, he he said, and it's it's not something you should just because you can do it doesn't mean you should do it straight away. You need to make sure it's it's doable and safe for everyone involved on both sides of the experiment.
0: It's like that boundary of, you know, we don't know if we can do it yet, but should we even exactly. attempt it yet?
1: Yeah. Um and he also went into about uh so so Rick so you've seen a bit of this now, so you know that Rick isn't the greatest of, of people. No. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> he's he's got, you know, secret alien cages all over his garage and stuff you'll get to that i'm sure uh, great. <laughs> uh, um and did you see the one where they all got transformed into um what are they called cronenbergs
0: which one no were they okay so, so
1: yeah so they sort of like abandon timelines they abandon worlds they destroy planets rick isn't if we're looking to rick and morty for scientific you know progression perhaps we shouldn't be because rick isn't the best sort of Uh, ethical well uh, maybe we should it's
0: just don't look for him for like reasons why sure yeah (laughs) yeah but I mean as well you know it's not just the scientific morals like Mm. he is not a good grandfather no really
1: (laughs) but Mm. again going into what you started with it Rick and Morty finds a way of bringing these issues to the forefront so then in season one you'll see that he's just a terrible grandfather terrible person does lots of crazy science stuff whatever going into season two and then more so in season three he starts like talking to people <laughs> what and, yeah he starts talking to his family and seeing what they don't like about him and you know trying to fix these relationships and he says a few times you know i'm not perfect but uh you know i'm trying or whatever and yeah um for example pickle rick did you, did you watch the pickle rick
0: uh no i didn't okay great
1: that's it. a great one recommending um he have into a pickle to get out of family <laughs> therapy it sends <turns> into <laughs> a whole thing it's excellent <laughs> but like that he agreed to go to family therapy and then changes mind last minute and turns to a pickle, but then yeah, there's a on top of the ridiculous science of turning oneself into a vegetable, he like learns from that, okay, and uh, becomes sort of a better person. I Cause suppose. I
0: thought that had happened in episode one. Mm. Like I thought, oh, he's already like transformed. Yeah. they're in the garage, and um, Morty's parents are like, no, like you need to go to a home. You need to give us back our boy. Like be nice. Yeah. And then Rick's like no he's a genius and then he couldn't do all of these mathematics and everything and everyone's like oh my god yeah go and travel the world go and be a scientist and then rick's like oh no it's just the stuff that i made you put somewhere unpretty (laughs) where the sun doesn't shine (laughs) um to get through security like never mind we'll
1: have to go get some more
0: (laughs) and i was like oh
1: (laughs) yeah he's always up for number one which is like a good you, you love to hate him at this point. Well, he,
0: he'd still be like lost without Morty's absolutely, his little buddy.
1: Yeah. And there's a couple instances of that where you you, you venture on to, um, you know, what he would do for Morty uh, as opposed to what he wants to get out of him.
0: So, dare I say it, does it ever, do you think it crosses the line at some points? Because, you know, I watched an episode where they pretended to be um, terrorists to get out of a situation, mm. and you'd like, Ooh, like yeah. a little bit close to the bone there.
1: You need to remember this uh the first series I think first aired like online. It was before streaming was sort of a thing. The first few episodes cropped up online. So I think it's always pushed the boundaries in terms of where it is aired and also narratively. Um but yeah, it's very close to the line, I think, al- always and like Matt talks about with the ethical stuff. Um he's uh, the show is always going to push as much as many boundaries as possible rick is an avid atheist and he will tell anyone who brings up any notion of religion like how wrong they are you know uh, in his words sort of why they're wasting their lives kind of thing so he's always pushing boundaries about everything like every aspect of life but i think that's good i think it's a good for for certain people who don't want to sit down and watch a 10-hour season of i don't know something w- with real people and they want to <laughs> watch a cartoon which has got aliens and like laser blasters and stuff this is a good strange sort of syringe to get into the world of yeah that.
0: it is lighthearted. but yeah i mean like one of the great things is that it does you know it does kind of like educate a little bit there are like elements of science that even i could recognize like mm. the anti-gravity and stuff and like as a as a non-expert I was thinking oh like this would be really helpful for kids and then there's a like really crude genital joke so you like you're like I really can't show this to kids like what a shame yeah it is
1: yeah (laughs) and that's funny I was uh, talking to Matt again about the book he um he was saying like he couldn't talk to his students about it because they're not old enough to watch it i mean they probably have seen it exactly they've probably seen it but he could as as the professional i guess in the room he couldn't like then talk about it and he had to just take out all the science from the episodes and not the other stuff yeah um so yeah it's definitely all there but it's absolutely shrouded in all this other adult material
0: (laughs) (laughs) so in terms of um season four Mm. what would you like to see or just keep it how it is
1: um so Season three ended in like a pretty big cliffhanger, but they also did that with season two, and then they resolved it pretty quickly in season three, which is fine. So I think more of that. And then again, again, I think we should continue with all the creativity, like we said in the, the airport, the hospitals, the ridiculous, um, the ridiculous science, the redif- ridiculous creatures. Put as much creativity into it as possible, and I think it's owned by like a new company now. Maybe it's owned by Netflix, or it definitely got the the. Streaming rights definitely got bought up by Netflix, which is why you've been watching it, right? Yeah. Um, so season four will be on that for certain. So I don't know, maybe they'll get some more money into it for a bigger budget and some bigger bigger things in it.
0: Do you think that would tone down the humour a little bit since it's owned by Netflix?
1: I don't think so. I think we're... Because like, they,
0: they do push the boat. Like you yeah. can push it on Netflix, like we saw in Afterlife and mm, stuff. Oh yeah. That was pretty rude and
1: pretty and, uh, crude. Bojack Horseman as well is pretty adult in a lot of things. And... Uh, that's a netflix original so i think if they're willing to do it with that and archer then i think they'll they'll carry on this path with uh rick and morty season four um but we have no release date yet we um have been teased with it for months and months but um <laughs> famously season three just like dropped first episode out of nowhere no pro- no promotion really? or nothing yeah uh so people are expecting that as well from season four um so yeah we're very much in the dark which is A great place to be, I
0: guess. (laughs) Maybe like post Game of Thrones. I I guess everyone's just holding off until like after Game of Thrones, really. I think so. Oh, well, I'm uh, going to watch the rest of it, I think. Do it. So here on Netflix, we like to give you some helpful hints on what you're going to want to watch next. And where best to start than with Bojack Horseman, which we've already touched upon. The show is set in Hollywood in an alternative universe where humans and human-like animals live side by side. Bojack is a washed up and alcoholic horse actor. Yes, who wants to return to the world of celebrity with an explosive autobiography. But he has a lot to contend with, including romantic dalliances w- and his rival, Mr. Peanut Butter.
1: I love Mr. Peanut Butter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Having an allergy, <laughs> I do not. <laughs>
1: and if you've uh, managed to keep up with that, perhaps you'd want to give Big Mouth a go. I've actually never seen Big Mouth. Uh, the cartoon follows a bunch of seventh grade students who are trying to go through puberty and all the challenges that go th- with it. They have sex-based shoulder angels and hormone monsters who have a massive impact on their day-to-day lives. It's a bizarre, but actually a refreshing and hilarious way of looking at lives as a teenager going through the trauma of growing up.
0: And another cartoon you might want to give a go is Archer. Follows the drama within a group of secret agents and whether or not they can make it out of some very sticky and very funny situations. Again, quite rude. It's good though. So that's all for this week. Thank you so much for joining our discussion about Rick and Morty. And honestly, if you've never seen it, please go and watch it now. It's really funny. And I promise you, you'll be belly laughing within minutes.
1: Agreed. And if you liked what you heard from us today, please subscribe, comment and tell all your friends about us. Join in with the debate on Twitter at Pod, where we'll be teasing details of our next episode.
0: Yes, so next week we're going to be looking at brand new psychological thriller Chambers which follows a woman who receives a donor heart but begins taking on the sinister characteristics of the deceased.
1: It sounds really creepy.
0: Indeed, and it stars Uma Thurman and Tony Goldwyn so it's sure to be exciting.
1: Great, I look forward to seeing you next week.
0: Yep, see you then, bye.